Hey everyone, I've got a quick question for you. Have you ever felt like you're being pulled in a lot of different directions? You're struggling to make the whole life family balance thing work. A lot of extra responsibilities that you've got going on in your life interfere with your, uh, uh, your, your, your time where you could be putting it into setting your family up for success. Um, well, today we've got Rich Christensen with us live, the great Rich Christensen. I'll talk a little bit more about him here in a moment. He's going to shed some light on this subject of building family legacy and growing generational wealth. You do not want to miss out on this interview. I'll be right back with you. Welcome to the Not Your Average Joe Show. We'll get started here in a moment. This is the Not Your Average Joe Show, where each week we bring you sales, marketing, and mindset strategies you need to get to your next level. And now, here's your host, international business mentor, Joe Soto. We've got Rich Christensen in the house. Welcome, Rich. Oh, hey, thanks so much for having me, Joe. Man, it's been a while since we've been together and, and so excited to be back connected with you and Lene. Yeah, you, you, you were, uh, were very influential uh, in our, our entrepreneurship journey many years ago. And so I'm super happy to be reconnected here. You know, I, I, people can read your bio in the notes here and they can read the bio in the uh, um, description of the show. But, you know, for everybody who does not know who Rich is, he is a thought leader. He is an author. Um, I think most importantly, he's a mentor to thousands of people over the years. Um, you've founded and co-founded 51 businesses, of which 16 have become multi-million dollar businesses and success stories. Um, each were capitalized with 10,000 or less. That's extraordinary. And you've done business in over 14 countries. And I know you authored um, a couple of books, including the Zigzag Principle, which was one of my favorites back in uh, like 2011. So, welcome to the show, Rich. Thanks and so much, for, Joe. Yeah, for everybody here, why don't you give us a really quick uh, additional background story to who Rich is, and let's dive into the subject that we've uh, decided to discuss today. Well, first of all, I jokingly apologize. I'm sorry for all of the content I provided that dorked your lives up because I indeed in some ways dork my life up. And sometimes we run this entrepreneurship thing too hot. Um, it's true. I've had some of those visual successes, Joe, but it's not what's most important. When you and I were behind stage, we weren't talking about the business in the last million dollars we bagged. We were talking about, hey, I have another kid. And we we're talking about Lene. And quite frankly, the remarkable thing about my life, and I, I've been super blessed. I've been super blessed. I've lived the life of 10 ordinary men. I'm probably 190 years old in age life experience, but it's not what really matters. What really matters is I've been able to do this without dorking my family up with my sons kissing me on the, the cheek and my daughter-in-laws hugging me and with my grandkids adoring me and my wife even kind of still likes me. That's what really matters. And that's the context we really miss. So um, I was going to go private the rest of my life. I was going to go hide and float in boats in Tahiti. <laughs> and had a, a experience a couple of years ago that mandated that I come back and kind of share this framework of, of, of how to have real wealth, true wealth, and real joy and satisfaction in life, not just flying around on fancy jets. Yeah, well, share, share a little bit of um, your recent experiences that you had, you know, where you said, listen, I got to go on a different journey here and I've got to help 
some of these families out there, some of these entrepreneurs as well, uh, kind of redirect attention and focus to how do we set up family to, for success? So talk a little bit about that. And then I want to dive into your, what you call the legato framework. Yeah, yeah. I think that this story actually goes back a bit because indeed wealth is a critical part of it. And the thing I've discovered, there's all sorts of secrets, cool, crazy secrets that the average individual doesn't know about. Like, has your family created a family constitution? Do you have a family bank? Do you follow protocols of diversification and assets? Uh, are you hedging against them? I mean, all these super smart things that now I'm kind of on the inside of these billionaires and the things they do. It's not that hard to do, but most people just don't need to do it. And anyone with even a little bit of wealth needs to be thinking about that. The problem is, is if you start there, you're going to lead your family and your trust network and likely yourself right into the, the bowels of Hades. <laughs> so uh, my story is actually a very unique one that I haven't shared until very recent years. My wife and I uh, got married uh, young. Um, I, we had a Dodge Colt uh, that had been totaled three times <laughs> and $500 to our name. And uh, very early in my career, I got tapped by my amazing mentor to this day. And uh, I was put in a position of responsibility. And early on, I was earning more than my father and my father-in-law combined uh, at the end of their career. And it terrified my wife and I. It scared us so bad that we uh, we went and moved to a poor neighborhood. And uh, a couple of years in, a friend came to me and says, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Because if you hide your wealth from your kids, they'll discover it when you die. And then they'll blow, if not them, up your grandchildren. And put me on the floor. So I went on a quest to find a model. Couldn't find any. Found all sorts of models about wealth and retain your wealth and estate planning and blah, 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 blah. Found all of that. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything on how to maintain value. So true to every entrepreneur, my wife and I made this framework. We created this framework and used it to raise our children very, very privately. <laughs> Didn't share with anyone. And the result that came out of it was miraculous to the point that a number of really dear friends, I think several people even our network, yeah. uh, started pulling it out of me. And I said, once again, says, I won't know this work till my grandchildren are raised. Then a couple of years ago, I had a really remarkable experience that, that, that I knew that I, I needed to share this. So this framework that you want me to talk about is the very framework that I actually raised my five uh, sons. Well, I, you said a couple of things in here, like, you know, you threw in, you threw in terms like family constitution, right? Like, no, that I don't, I don't know anyone who's ever said to me, uh, I have a family constitution set up for my family. So let's talk a little bit about not that, but how, you know, and then you said how to maintain, how to maintain values, right? It's, we throw the word values around in business and in family life. And I know so many people and people in my audience are so intrigued by how I currently, you know, how we run our family. We're very routine. We have a lot of children. Um, you've, you've raised your children using a framework that's helped them, you know, leave the nest and generate their own success and be successful in a lot of different ways. It's something that I know that we admired of you when we first got to know each other. Um, and, and you've been kind of that, you're that, you're that, uh, you're the bar of how we are trying, we're trying to do it. And I haven't been able to pull this out of you till now. So for selfish reasons, <laughs> I want you to dive into this framework for, for me and my family as Thank well you as so for much, everybody Joel. listening who is either, is either has a family and has children or will have. Okay. Because I think we're all going to benefit so much from this. 
Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for saying that. And I just acknowledge you, you and Lene. I saw what you've done, and indeed, you've done as good of a job as, as anyone I've seen. The difficulty is we don't have a structure or framework to raise. No. And so, uh, I mean, religions, education institution, businesses, we have a framework, but there's no framework. So most of us run around winging it. And how would that work out in your business? It doesn't work out. So it, could I just riff here? If you'd give me 10 yeah, minutes, please. I'll riff and I'll fly. I won't even fly because I could spend hours and hours. As a matter of fact, I do spend hours and hours on it, but I'll fly it about 150,000 foot and zing really fast and hopefully hit some buttons. Perfect. So the platform of this framework is values. It's your values. You de- you've defined them in business. We define them in the, the government. We define them in religious institutions, but have you it's very seriously thought and defined what your family values are. And then equally important to those values, that platform of understanding what your family values, what started the trigger for my wife and I was non-entitlement. We didn't want non-entitlement. We wanted love. We wanted so clearly defining the values. Then what do you throw away? The challenge with so many of the uh, millennials right now is they're throwing everything away. That's really a bad idea. Hundreds of thousands of years have learned wisdom. In our family, we use guilt and shame. My wife's too, like guilt and shame, like peanut butter and ham. And so we very deliberately figured out the negative values that had been passed on to us that we wanted to extract and throw in the garbage can. So now we got a clean platform of values throwing away the negative. And upon that, we pass uh, and plant these five pillars, the last of which is indeed financial and all these secrets of the wealthy, wealthy family constitution, seven generation planning. And Joe, my suggestion would be to have my dear friend and partner, Scott Ford, to talk on that because he's more articulate. Sure. So I set up the preface so you can do the financial. I'm right now zero concern about money. As a matter of fact, if I tried passing an inheritance onto my children, they'd be offended. <laughs> they want to add to the platform of wealth and what it's used for, not taken away. So here's the four pillars that stand Beautiful. on top of the values platform. First of all, symbols. Have you thought to create a symbol? Does your family have a logo? Does it have a crest? Do you know what color each of your children manifest in? Do you know what their spirit animal is? Do you know what their negative or their anti-persona is of when they're feeling sad? Uh it's incredibly powerful to identify. Oh, the man, LA Lakers have a symbol. The a LA Rams a have a symbol. Family. What's that? A logo for your family. A crest. Darn right. We don't type. brand anything else. If most people knew what they were branding and symbolizing, yeah, and, and we, the values it stood for, they'd vomit. Yeah, without haphazardly, right? So we're not. Oh, we, don't, we never. If, think if you know what Levi's right. stood for, you'd never touch a Levi's, let alone look at one ever again. Yeah. I mean, these companies have values and it really, really matters. The Bloods and the Crips have symbols to identify. We as humans, we're so drawn to it. We have to know a symbol. And what's so important is where you stand. I'll throw that symbol up. I got to go really fast here. So I'm going to do this quickly. But my wife in the center in love, I surround and protect her. Each son pointing in. When the, my sons get married, then they surround their wife in life, providing the white space. And then these beautiful little ticks. My little grandchildren, two, three, four years old, everywhere they go, the chicken coop or the cabin will touch and say, me, 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 Everly, Uncle Nathan, Grandpa. They know where they fit. So I'll ask, do you have a family symbol? Do you have a family logo? Do you know what color you bring gifts back to your children? If not, you're really, really missing the opportunity to identify and bond the family. Pillar number two is the doctrine. Do you have a family mission statement? Do you have a family slogan? Do you have a family mantra? Do you have a family song? 
Well, guess what? The Bloods, the, the Crips, the Kiwanis Club for crying out loud has it. <laughs> yeah. But we don't think to do it in a family. Joe, guarantee your business has Brilliant. a mission statement. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it, it, it just eliminates nine-tenths of the problems, not having to have a bunch of rules and removing conflict because you've got to know your tribe, your non-traditional family, or your family. You need to understand what the behavior are. So the logo identifies you. The, tr- uh, the doctrine is actually what uh, helps you know how you operate. The third, and I'm going really, really quickly here. We're taking notes. I'm going to go really fast, and, and if you want to know more, we can share more. The third is, is traditions. There's two parts to this. First of all, the cadence of really quick touch points where we turn. Family dinners. Do you have family prayer? Do you ask a funny? But you've got to do something really regular to return to your tribe to kind of seek to know that you belong. If you don't do that, you get lost. That's why you always have every football game, rise and shout the cougar or whatever. You sing that song and you return to some cadence that gives comfort. Then you have the really special ones, maybe even sacred. Religions do this amazing. The university I chair does it amazing. You walk through the bell tower when you enter the university with the bells chiming and then walk the other way. That's a very, very, if I even dare use the word sacred, Uh, baptism, bar mitzvahs, uh, confirmations, anointings, the president of the United States putting hand on the Bible as he takes the oath. Those are very, very special things that deeply bond. You want to really kick someone off? defy those sacred little traditions that are taking place. That's why when I pledge allegiance to the flag and someone bow uh, kneels, it's terribly offensive. So you yeah. need to put into your family very, very sacred. I hate to use the word sacred, but that really what it is. And very private things that deeply bond you and unify. Wow. Uh, I'll just give one quick example of that. We, when my daughter-in-laws come into the family, we go down to our legacy family cabin underneath our huge, big 250-pound beautiful crest, stand on the mantle, and I administer to them with my wife the Christensen family oath of what they're expected to behave and do. We then present to them a unique one-of-a-kind, very expensive piece of jewelry in their portion of the logo, at what point we hug and sing and have a big celebration. That's special. That bonds. You know the impact oh, yeah. of that. So yes. traditions is the third leg. Beautiful. All of those uh, kind of just, they make sense because you'll never find an institution that endures. Never find any institution that endures without those three. Don't care whether it's a government, a school, a club, a, no matter if you do not have the values to find, the logos, the symbols, and the doctrine won't endure, we don't do it in family. This next one, I pulled really deep, and this is the one that is really fun because I brought back a lost art, and it is rites of passage. Uh, uh, as I studied, there was critical, critical ages in development, and it was 8, 12, 14, 16, 18, and then young adulthood. So based on the values, and I warn everyone, I know I overbaked this. My rites of passage can't be yours because they were based on my values, but I think giving an example is really good. Can I do that really? Yeah, quickly? please. Time? Yeah, we get okay. time. So I'll, go, eight, I'll go long for this. This is awesome. Yeah. It's the bomb. I tell you, there's <laughs> no greater need in this world. And I don't care I how much wealth you have. And I am, the thing that's so amazing is, is I'm trying to get to the young entrepreneurs so they don't create the hell 
Yeah. And I say literal hell because the people that I'm working with are, are the most influential and billionaires. And they've, they're trying to dig their families out of hell now. Yeah. So get this right early and save yourself the trouble of 20 years later when you're trying to correct all the, the hurts and injuries. So uh, the rites of passage, eight years old, uh, my wife and I would take each of the kids on a date, let them choose dinner for the first time, go to some terrible, awful spaghetti place or something that they choose, go privately and have an open discussion on sex, on drugs, on bullying, on technology and open the dialogue and never quit it. So nothing was taboo to talk about, discuss so that we were controlling the frames on the hard topics. Most parents don't talk to their kids, particularly about sex until they're 16, 15 years old, too late, already done. So uh, that was what we call the eight is great date. The first rites of passage at eight years old, the, uh, the soft part in the head closes, uh, kids start making conscious decisions on their own. So the age is eight. 12-year-old is is the entrance into puberty. I would take each of my sons on a trip for three weeks, uh, adventure of a lifetime. The first week, we would go ride the elephants in... India or or go to the Taj Mahal and the Red Ford. Uh, we'd go, go climb on the Great Wall or my fourth son wanted to go to the Pokemon Center of Japan. So go some crazy cool life adventure to deeply bond. The second week we would find ourselves in a Mother Tree Snow Orphanage or my favorite in Kathmandu holding the little lost daughters. 100,000 little girls rescued from sexual slavery or they're being killed because of the dowry and their organs donated to India and China. That's where all the organs go for transplant in India and China. You do not touch humanity holding little girls in that situation and, and come out the same at 12 years old. So deep touched humanity and non-entitlement, permanently embedded, cemented, epoxy glued, non-entitlement and understanding humanity at 12 years old. As we were coming back, we would come back very slowly to the real world and we'd talk about what does it mean to be a Christian sin man. Because I had only five sons. So yeah. each son, we'd talk about what it meant to be a man, to protect. We protect the underdog, provide. I want my sons to go out and make their own way and make resources so they provide for their families adequately. Uh, protect, provide, uh, hold safe space and white space for women to act in their power. And fix a lot of stuff. And so from that point forward, anything I'm doing, fixing dad, fixing, protecting. My son's out mowing lawn, providing dad, providing. And and they know what it means to be a Christian. It's a man based on the values. So that was the 12-year-old trip. We call that the non-entitlement trip. 14 years old, I'd take my wife and I together would do this. We'd get each one of our kids on top of a major world mountain peak. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, but we, three of my kids stared up the throat of Mount Everest. Uh, we've climbed Wayne Picchu, looking down on Mount Picchu. We've climbed Mount Blanc, uh, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And the purpose of that trip was private victories, not public victories. Private internal welling and inside power that people aren't seeing. And I can yeah. do really hard things in private. 14 years old, Joe, is, is the age where kids make the decision of what course they're going to follow in life. It's not 16, it's 14. And so that gives the power. My worst nightmare would be have one of my kids win the state football championship, throwing the winning touchdown carried off their shoulders at 17 years old. That's my worst nightmare because I want the power to be internal, not external from the crowd. So that was the 14-year-old rites of passage. 
And I think you're aware of this next one. I was very private about for a long time. My kids are all raised. I can talk about it. But the the next one is at 16 years old, my kids each shook my hand and agreed they'll never ask for anything ever again. They'll pay for their own college. They will pay for their own missions. They will pay for the family vacations and uh, their own car when they get back from their mission. And then uh, at that point, I helped them set up a business. Each of my sons created a million-dollar business when they were still in high school. My second son created two. And at that point, they've got control of their life and have a skill. And I never have to worry about them living in my basement, becoming serial killers ever again. So <laughs> when they turn 18, uh, they get they shut the business down, cut it off, because I believe every son must kill their father. And I wanted to do it on their own, never again with me. And then they donate all the excess funds and resource back to the charity they went to typically when they're 12 years old. And then they go for two years learning another language and deeply and very humbly serving humanity. When they come back from that, they are they're they're fifty year olds. They're not twenty year olds, and uh, the result has been. I mean, just uh, my sons will lap me five times over. My second son, he actually tragically just buried one of his child and stood in integrity like you can't even imagine. I mean, wow. that's the private victory with his wife sleeping on the amazing strength and courage this young man showed. But he just sold his second business and has two homes paid off, and he's 28 years old. Wow. Uh, my oldest son is a chief technology officer of a billion-dollar company, and talk about the love and integrity and goodness to his children. Uh, and I don't need to go on and all the, the braggy ego garbage, but because uh, there has been public, visible things of great success. Sure. But more importantly, it's the integrity and the roots and the values and how they're behaving with stability and really hard things. They're not flippy flopping. Good Gadfrey, most kids are 27 years old. They're backpacking through Europe, still trying to figure out what the heck they, I can almost swore right there, they're even going to do. <laughs> and and the result with my kids is is they've planted firmly and making huge meaningful contribution, not in words. So that's the fourth one is is the rites of passage. The last wow. one is the financial component. Now you understand what the values are and how you're behaving. How does it become a blessing to your family and a stewardship? I'll never give my money away ever, never need to. But each of my sons will have a board seat and posterity's into for basically for forever to donate and bless you humanitarian. It will pay for a family vacation every year. Every year, the logo gets updated into perpetuity uh, with the family. It will pay for the rites of passage. So it's become a huge blessing, not something to be afraid of and run like it started out in my life. So yeah. I know I went like a thousand miles an hour. No. Sorry for talking so quickly, but that's the framework, Joe. Well, you know, most people, they hear terms like, how do we build generational wealth? How do we build family legacy? And they think it's all about the fifth pillar and all this finan the financial planners that come into your life that are trying to, you know, obviously capture your, your, your attention and your business. They lead with financial and you, you lead with financial hell. And I'm working with the individuals that yeah. are, I could tell you story after story of people's name you would know that are weeping. Yeah. saying what a curse it had been on them. If you do not get this stability right, you will drop your family into utter hell. If all you're doing is chasing money <laughs> without the values, you want to talk misery, Yeah, I'll show you misery. Yeah, I, I, I love this. And your framework you know, starts with these four pillars that you wanted to spend your time emphasizing today. I love this. Family symbols, you know, what's your identity for your family? 
family logo, that concept alone, you know, starting there, I think just stops everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching in their tracks, um, a family, a doctrine, having a family song, a mantra, like a battle cry for your family. I love that idea. <laughs> I've got to do this like tomorrow. Like I can't do this later. Uh, the, the traditions, you know, we certainly have family traditions, but the way you talk about them, you know, be, you know, having a cadence, having that routine, having that sacred, uh, tradition that, um, is it kind of cements those values in your family. So important. Um, and I took all these notes, the rite of passage is, is amazing because your bar, you've raised the bar for what that could mean for everybody, but not everybody has to go hike, you know, the, the hike in the, and and the uh, and you, I could go to the Smoky Mountains and still have a really successful rites of passage with my children, yeah. but what you just did showed was here's some extreme examples of what you can do that really have a lasting impact. But I loved, you know, squeezing out the the, the pieces of that, like you know, getting people in front of what might be a charity they contribute to later in life when they're making money. Powerful. Dead right. Dead right. And I, I really want to point out that I was the Michael Jordan of doing this. And please don't expect to do yeah. it. It's just like, you know, some of the high profile individuals like, no, you can't expect me to behave like that with you fitness. Yeah. And so, but you can go to soup kitchens and please, again, don't follow yeah. my rites of passage. That's right, though. Figure out what your values are and make it simple. It'll have equal impact. I, I, I squashed the now with the 10 ton gorilla, but you don't need to do that to have equal impact. Yeah, this is this has been incredible, and you know, just not even we're going to have a different guest as you mentioned. You're going to recommend that we talk about that fifth pillar, the financial pillar. But most people start there versus laying this foundation, these foundational principles. Let's talk a little bit about what you know you and find you doing this for your family, setting up this type of framework and raising your family with this framework is first of all genius, brilliant. Thank you so much for this gift you're blessing us with. But then. You turn this into a real solution and a real program, a real company to help people navigate this part of their life that somehow just gets avoided or neglected by, you know, the majority of families out there, like you said, so needed right now. Can you talk a little bit about the Legato platform and your program that you have? And I'll share the link in the comments for people to check this out as well. Yeah, it was spawned, honestly, out of uh, at what point I realized I needed to become visible with this. I started working with the largest wealth management firm, really a great firm. And and they were I was teaching this to the most wealthy people, sued, influenced families, and realized it wasn't scalable me doing it. And so I started doing some seminars and, again, the wealthy families. But I really felt strongly that the very problem I created with entrepreneurs, uh, with zigzag principle, it's like that's where we needed to hit. So, indeed, we've created a full program. Uh, uh, with all sorts of fun jump on spots, all the little, uh, little fun little cards to a, a journal to then a full program that walks you through nose to toes in a really fun way. Exactly how I did it. It just took me like five, 10 years and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So a really quick, easy way to kind of get through and get your values figured out with a bunch of exercise. Exactly how I do with these families. So it's called Legato Family. And Joe, I understand you didn't get one. And so, 
Camilla, make sure we get Joe one. And, and Joe, if you'd like to give one of these special boxes away to one of your select guests, if you want to just email that, then we'll do one give one giveaway. Um, uh, we, the, the first program is just an online program, and I think it's like $500. Uh, if you go assisted, which we help you create the logo, I, I want to say it's like wow. around $2,500. And then if you come to one of the events where we actually walk through, I think that price is around $5,000. And so we're going to give uh, a couple of these boxes away. You you got one and then uh, give one to one guest. It's legatofamily.com, L-E-G-A-D-O-O, family.com. And, and, I think, and I think if they use the code Joe Soto, all one word, they get, I think it's 20% off. Killer. Killer discount. Thank you for doing that for everybody listening. I, if, you know, anybody who just went through what you just went through and took the notes that I took, this is an absolute no brainer. I am, you know, I don't bring a lot of people on here where I try and really, other than maybe sharing their new books that they may have coming out, but rarely do I have somebody on here that I believe in as much as I believe in what you've created and what you've done for our family and inspiring us. And uh, I'm glad we've reconnected again after all these years. I'm got, I'm so happy I got you on this show. Um, if somebody gets listens to this, got on here late and you missed the last 30 minutes, you've got to rewind and watch this archive and listen to this. And, and uh, because there's some fast and furious insight in here that can change your life. Like beginning tomorrow, if you implement these strategies in your family, if you never do anything with Legato, you, he gave you enough here that can really set you on a new path and direction. So thank you for that. But I would encourage everybody to go to legatofamily.com. Put in the code Joe Soto, get your twenty percent off. And um, what, what's the what do you what would you say the outcome for somebody who gets this program and who participates <sighs> in this? Well, it's total point, uh, complete joy. Uh, you know, the remarkable thing in my life is is not what's visible because I've lived a storied life, man. When I grow up, I want to be me. Yeah. yeah. But the real meaningful thing is 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 my wife that loves and adores me, my my daughter in laws hugging me and not letting go. My grandchildren. That's what really matters is yeah. joy and love. I do want to back up one second. This is the first time I've done a business where I've been in all integrity. And, and this Ooh. business, I mean, uh, take legato, don't take, buy it or not, it really doesn't matter to me. But I would invite you irrespective. It's a great program and model. It re- I don't yeah. think you'll find anything better. But that being said, if you're not inclined to do that, please at least go get a logo and put values in your family and open the dialogue and heal your trust relationships. The world is so under attack right now and the family is just getting butchered. And so we, yeah. we've got to get this one right. And I, Legato, I'm really proud of that, but I want to make sure that there's no sales pitch and no out of integrity with what we're doing here. It, it's, it's a pure offering. It's the first time in my life I've done things totally for the right reason with no agenda. Yeah. And this, this is, this is a uh, really impactful. This, this is like, this changes the world. Um, you know, my, my son asked me, um, a few years ago in the car ride on the way to school. I love, you know, I, my, taking this, the elementary kids to school because they could ride the school bus, but I choose to take them every day because the dialogues we have in the car are like life-changing, right? And, yeah. and also it's just pure entertainment sometimes with these elementary kids and what they say. Like when my daughter asked me one time if they had sports when I was a, a young a young boy. <laughs> I'm not so old that they didn't have sports, London. Uh, but I, we have great uh, conversations in the car. Um, but they asked, he asked, my son asked me one time, he says, how do I make a billion dollars? How does someone become a billionaire? I said, you have to solve a billion dollar problem. And, um, you're solving a, 
big problem right now globally, bringing families together, to showing them tactically how they can bond and unite. You called it, you know, being more unified and bonded. This is life-changing insight. Thank you so much for sharing today. And hopefully I get to have you back on. We can talk about a little, we can dig down into these pillars a little more deeply. Would that be cool? Anytime, any place, anything for you and Lene. Love to do it. And I'm really excited to get you. I can't believe we didn't get you one of these legato boxes, but I think it's going to rock your world. It's a, it's, it's the best content I've, I've been able to bring forward yet. I love this. Thank you so much for sharing today. Thank Rich. you, my dear friend. We'll, we'll see you again. Everybody, I'll be right back with you this next week. We've got some incredible guests coming up, but thank you so much, Rich Christensen, and God bless you. Thank you, Joe. Tune in next week for the Not Your Average Joe Show with international business mentor Joe Soto. 